Welcome to Grieving Insomniacs. I am your host, Christy Haberman. I am glad you're here. Thanks for being a part of our community. A few disclaimers before we get started. I am a licensed therapist. However, this podcast is not to be considered mental health therapy or counseling. It is for entertainment purposes only and is not associated with my counseling practice, Christy Haberman Counseling Services. Thanks for showing up. Welcome to Grieving Insomniacs. This is your host, Christy Haberman, and Kai, the Wonder Dog, is snoring away behind me. So if the microphone picks it up, know that that is her. I talk about this on almost every episode, so I'm sure you guys are used to it now, is that she insists on being in here when I record. So that's kind of funny. I cannot believe that it has been a year of recording podcasts. That is just amazing to me. When I started out on this journey, I was never sure that I had anything worthwhile to say. And over this last year, not only have I had something to say almost every week, I've had people actually listen to me each week. So I want to just say thank you so, so much to everyone that listens to me. Uh, I feel validated when I see that people are listening. I hope that you're getting something out of these podcasts. And I, if you're a non-griever, I hope you're starting to learn and understand how difficult this journey is for grieving moms. So when I started this podcast, it had been on my mind that I wanted to do it since Christopher died pretty much, 2011. Um, I was ashamed, though, that I had lost a child. Took a lot of work to get past that and to realize that I didn't do anything bad to have lost my child. There's still days that uh, that crosses my mind, but I try to think about everything that I've done in the last year and the last all that I've learned in the last 11 years about grief and no that that's just a false belief put in my mind, you know, my, by my own ego. So when I started the podcast, I just wanted to share my story. And I think it's really important that if you're a grieving mom, and maybe many of you do have people in your life that will listen to you tell your story over and over and over again, But I didn't have that, and so I needed to create a space for myself in order to do that. And there were some lessons that, I don't want to call them lessons, what are they? Um, I'm just going to say there's things I've learned through this process of grief. I learned them in a very painful way, and I wish I hadn't learned them. But as they say, it is what it is. Like, there's nothing you can really do about it. It's not like Christopher can come back. So my giveaway was a little bit of a bust. Um, I didn't have anyone participate. And I kind of get it. I didn't really think about it when I first decided to do a giveaway. But there's been so much 
um, scamming here on Instagram and also on Facebook that totally understand. I also think about when I want to participate in the and I see a giveaway and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll participate in that. And I never do. I just go by. So it was kind of sad, but at the same time, um, I totally understand. I just appreciate that all of you listen to my podcast and I wanted to find a way to give back. So I want to put this offer out there. I've been talking about myself for a year now. <laughs> uh, every time I think there there isn't possibly another topic to talk about when it comes to grief, something always pops back up. But if you are interested in coming on Grieving Insomniacs and being interviewed, you are welcome to just shoot me an email. Grievinginsomniacs at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram or send me a message on Facebook. I would love to have you. How I do it is I do it via Zoom so we would see each other and I create an audio recording out of that. So I only have 20, 30 minutes per episode. So I would break it up into many. And it's up to you what you want to talk about. I might ask you questions because I have questions. I want to talk to other grievers. I want to understand what's going on in their worlds because, you know, at the heart of it, I'm a counselor. (laughs) Always have been. So I'm curious about people. And then, like I said, I'm trying to build a community, a community where where there's no judgment, where we're all accepted for who we are and how we grieve. And, and that's it. So when I talked about doing the anniversary podcast, I said that I would go over what we've talked about so far. So in the beginning... I knew that if I wanted to have people respond to me in the way that I wanted to, I had to be vulnerable. And if I wanted you to tell me your stories about losing your children, I had to tell you mine. So my first two episodes were talking about Christopher's death, what that was like for me. Uh, I will have to say that it took me a long time to accept that it was so difficult and to accept my own behavior when I was grieving so hard. And so we talked about that. And I don't know about the rest of you, but the morning I woke up after Christopher died, I didn't know who I was. I was like, am I still a mom? I was still a mom to my youngest son, but was I still Christopher's mom? Like that was one of the first things that popped into my head. And I don't, I haven't had anybody reach out and tell me that they've struggled with that same kind of thought process, but I know I did. So I did a podcast about that. And then I talked about grief and guilt. So for me, The guilt almost started immediately. And I don't know if this happens with everyone, but it's also one of the reasons why I do this podcast because 
if you do struggle about with it and you don't want to talk about it, I talk about it for you. I want to normalize us talking about it. I want to I want to uh, have us not be ashamed of the fact that we feel guilty. It's, all's guilt is is our inability to accept death. That's all it is. And thinking that we're socialized as women to take care of our children and when something happens, we always feel guilty. Ask any new mom when their child first gets sick and they'll tell you, yeah, I felt guilty. So then I talked about how unfair it was that my child died. I think this is universal. I don't even have to ask because there is no one that's going to be like, yeah, it was fair that my son died. No, they're all going to say it's unfair. And then we talked about Mother's Day. Mother's Day is right around the corner again. Every year it's a struggle. But again, I put that on my podcast because people need to know. Say Happy Mother's Day anywhere. We have cards. We have so many things. And I don't think people understand how, how hard that is. And then I talked about the use of ritual. So the only thing a ritual is, it's something that you do in a regular order of things in order to honor someone. So that's the, um, that's how I use the term ritual. And so I have one for his birthday with, you know, making his dinner, cheesecake, a whole thing. Have one for Christmas. In many ways, I use ritual to celebrate. So then I talked about nightmares. Something that I've struggled with for years, continue to struggle with. Yeah, nightmares are were something that just, I don't know, I haven't, hasn't gone away. Then the interview with Matt's mom. Thank you, Matt's mom, for coming in, talking about what it was like for you. I've been thinking about that a lot here lately. Uh, Then I talked about dreaming. And again, nightmares, dreaming. I'm one of those people that taught myself to remember my dreams. Um, They provide a lot of information and insight to me, but I don't know that I would recommend it for everyone. Uh, Sometimes it's a little tough. And then I talked about secondary losses. So secondary losses are things that you also lost through the death of your children. In my case, it's physical health. For many people, it's mental health. Physical health, relationships, trust in the world. Talked about all of those. And then my dog died. That was another podcast we did. And how difficult each death has been since then. And then can you really heal from grief? I don't know if you can. Still there. Still there. Haven't decided. And I'm not really sure I want to. Because... Christopher was important. He was important to me. He was important to my life. And 
I will always be sad. And I think it's okay to be sad. Then I talked about the spiritual crisis, crisis and grief. Uh, when I did Trudy's interview, um, the death of her child made her be, be closer to God. Mine took me farther away. Then we talked about, um, talked about mediumship. What to look for. Still kind of on the fence on that one. And then the medical perfection professionals and how they get grief wrong. That's one that I'd be really curious about is, do you struggle with your medical practitioners not understanding your grief and how it impacted your body? And then talking about getting rid of your children's things when you're grieving. Why is it so hard? And then we talked about Kibler, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and what the stages of grief have to do with it. I cannot emphasize this month enough. I will keep repeating it until the world starts to understand. Her stages of grief were misapplied to grief. They're actually the stages of dying. She did her research on people that were leaving this earth, not on people that were grieving. Well, they were grieving because they were dying, but not in the context in which it's used today. So please, please do not judge yourself because you're not experiencing Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's stages of grief. I know I didn't. It was all one ugly mess. Then I talked about grief anniversaries and how grief changed my relationships. And oh, did it. I lost a lot of friends. You know, I don't want to have friends now. I don't. I find people tough. I don't want to be friends. And I think, I think it's because it was so painful when Christopher died that I don't want anyone to be close like that to me again. So the people that I had before Christopher died, I'm still with them, still attached to them. But now I'm not. I'm not interested in new friends. It's just funny. Then I talk about mourning ourselves. This has been a big one for me. It was really a struggle was mourning who I was before Christopher died and facing who I am now. I'm just a little bit harder. I've come to realize that in the last month or so when life has been kind of difficult is that I'm harder. I've got a little edge to me. I used to always be so nice. I am not nice anymore. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because I let people walk all over me. But for the people that were doing the walking, it's been a little difficult. I talked about the changing faces of grief since 9-11. If you did not listen to that episode, what I said on that episode was, is that our culture surrounding grief really changed after 9-11, I believe, because we had this outpouring of grief nationwide, which made it more acceptable for people to express their grief. So now we have memorials on the grief anniversaries and grief for the first time became very public. The last time I think before 9-11 would be John F. Kennedy's 
um, assassination where the public mourns so hard. So that's what that show is about. And then, of course, the never-ending question, why him, why me? And then happiness and grief, can they coexist? And then I did an episode about my child died. I want to talk about my grief. So I had this experience this week. We were talking about crying with my coworkers. And it's just casual conversation, right? And and I didn't think about what I said. Because to me, it's just life, right? Just life. So what I said was, after Christopher died, I thought I had no tears left. There's been long periods of time that I could not cry. I was very sad. And I'd have these very sad experiences, but I couldn't cry. Just couldn't. And then I had that meltdown at work a couple of weeks ago. And But anyway, I, I said that to these people. I said, I couldn't, I couldn't cry after Christopher died because I cried out all my tears. I said, well, until a couple of weeks ago. I said, I just didn't think I could do it anymore. And they just looked at me like I just spoke in tongues. I'm like why people why do you find that so hard to believe that it is so life-changing and so painful that you will get to the point that you are so sad you can't cry why is that so hard to understand but again I am reminded why I do not want new friends just don't get it And then I did a podcast episode about what non-grieving people can learn from us grievers. It talked about how grief destroyed my family and anxiety, how anxiety for me has just increased after child loss. And then happy Halloween. I was only 11. And then the ugliness of death. And if any of you have experienced this after someone dies, it is just sad how families fight over things and money. And I really think that that's about people's inability to, that the material possessions represent the person to them. I mean, it's just a society we live in. And they don't want to give up the person, so they don't want to give up the things. I know that's what it was for me. I could not give up his things because I wasn't ready to give him up. Talked about the first Thanksgiving after the loss of a child, how devastating that was for me. I don't know about the rest of you. Maybe your experiences were better than mine. I hope so. I really, really hope so. And then I talked about how to get a sign from your deceased loved ones. Talked about grief recovery. And then understanding the concept of privilege. And I brought this, I recorded this because I was seeing memes on Facebook. 
And I was hearing complaints from people about having to cook on Thanksgiving, having their children come home on Thanksgiving, having to buy presents for their children, you name it. They were complaining about it. And I was thinking to myself, what if they looked at those things as a privilege? I'm privileged to have my children come home. I am privileged to be able to buy presents for my children. I'm privileged to be able to walk this earth and still experience these things and not be a spirit. Like, that's a privilege. It's a privilege to have somewhere to go, to have family that welcomes you with open arms. Many of us have lost our families, have lost, you know, our children. We have lost our traditions through grief. Like, that is just something that people just don't understand. Then the Christmas blues, talking about how Christmas is never the same after you lose a child. There is someone always missing. If you are a non-griever, you must, must, must understand this point. That grief coexists with any other emotion you are experiencing at the moment. So yes, I can enjoy having my grandchildren around. I can enjoy my other children. But I will also still be sad because someone is missing. So then I talked about my secret shame and how um, that has really impacted my grief. And we all have something. I'm convinced of this. We all have something that we wish we could have, would have done differently with our children. I'm not sure that everyone feels shame about it, but I know there's something. I feel shame. Other people might feel other things. Um, I talked about trauma and the body remembers. That's why when anniversary dates come around, you start to feel not physically well, not feel emotionally well. That's because your body will remember even if your mind doesn't. And then I talked about how to use discernment when evaluating grief quotes and information. Be careful of that one. There's a lot of people out there that are selling the get um, recover from your grief quickly. Do this and you'll feel better. I just cannot emphasize enough that that's individual. Like, so if you take those courses and take what you want out of them, but the danger is, is if you take that course and you still feel really awful and you thought this was going to be the thing that would fix you, that's when it becomes a problem. And then we talked about how to celebrate the new year when you're experiencing grief. Because it's not good for us. Because it's another year we don't have our children with us. It's just another, another milestone that our children aren't going to be here. And it's so, so tough. And then the story of Hannah and Trudy. And how she experienced her... Uh, her grieving. Then we talked about understanding the differences between grief, depression, and post-traumatic stress disorder. That's an important one to understand. So that all people, I believe, that lost their children unexpectedly 
quickly, even if it's something like cancer or an illness, you are 100% traumatized. And don't let anybody tell you different. You don't need to have a doctor put a label on it. You just have to treat yourself, read as much as you can, and understand. Grief and anger. Talked about how they're so intertwined. And then coping with your grief using music. That's my personal favorite. And then I talked about death anxiety. So death anxiety is a big one. That goes along with the trauma piece. Where you're always worried that someone else is going to die. Little illnesses become major illnesses. The fear just overwhelms you. So that is a synopsis of grieving insomniacs in the last year. I went down through the list and was like, wow, we talked about a lot of different things. But going into the new year, I would really like to do some more interviews. But I also would like to hear from you, what do you want to talk about? What are some of the things that you struggle with that I can help you with? I mean, I'm educated as a counselor. I can't do counseling on a podcast, and I'm not really in the business anymore. Um, I got out of it when I got a full-time job. Probably because I'm just a little burnt out after all these years. It's been 22 years, I believe. And also because it's hard. So thank you for listening to Grieving Insomniacs. Thank you for the support over the last year. Thank I saw that I had 40 subscribers on Spotify. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, I am just so, so grateful. So grateful to all of you that listen to me. Grateful for the opportunity to be able to do this. I I don't know that I have emphasized this enough, but I really felt like when Christopher died that this was my purpose. My purpose was to go out into the world to help people tell their stories, to tell my story, and hopefully create a community or make this world a better place where grief can be talked about, where we can have conversations with anyone and not be embarrassed or told to get over it. How many of you have been told to get over it? Or get the death stares like I got this week when I was talking about how I can't cry anymore. It's just, it's just sad. It's just sad and it shouldn't be. And so thank you for all of you that are helping me fulfill my purpose. Thank you for listening to my stories. Kai the Wonder Dog and I are going to be signing off. And we will talk to you next week with a brand new season. Thanks for listening.